Hello. Hello, how are you? How are you, Sorsha? Not too bad. Grand. Thanks for doing this, hey? Yeah, that's grand. Grand. Thanks it's for the invitation. You're um, involved with the Countess, which is uh, which is an organisation to do with helping families and or children and women. Yeah, so we're an advocacy organisation set up um, in 2020. Mm-hmm. We're non non religious, non political, um, non partisan, non funded, <laughs> um, and we we advocate and. A lot of it um, is to do with gender ideology and um, how that affects uh, women, children and vulnerable LGB people. Um, But we also are concerned more generally with women's rights and how changes will impact women. Um, So we're campaigning against this referendum for that reason. With regard to the upcoming referendum, what issues do you have with it with regards to the way... Is it worded or just how is it? Because I know one of the ministers came out uh, and said that um, a women's place, I think it was Catherine Martin said that a women's, it says that women's place is in the home and it never really actually says that. So they're kind of already kind of, you know, (laughs) spreading misinformation. So what is it that you actually have an issue with that's in the... So we have, so so on the day you'll be asked to vote on two different items one is Mm -hmm. a change in the definition of family um which we can go into later if you want but the other one is to us more important to women in in particular and that is the removal of article 41.2 and article 41.2 as you say talks about women but it talks about their role in their family lives Mm -hmm. um and we feel that well one it's at least a recognition of the often under undervalued work that women do in their families and in particular it offers uh, a wording that may possibly be used by women particularly mothers who don't wish to work outside the home or can't for some reason so for that reason we are opposed to the removal of that article and we also have some issues to do with the wording of the replacement article so there's two kind of strands to our no we're not it's not a reactive response to this um referendum or to the government's wording or anything like that but we've looked into deeply what the meaning of the current wording is Mm -hmm. it's sexist we don't believe it is um and what the meaning of the replacement wording is is it good enough we don't believe it is so there's two reasons separately to to really be against this proposal um, I can talk it through what the article actually says if you want, because in our canvassing, we've actually found that a lot of people are either unaware or confused yeah. about what it actually said. Yeah. And so what we found helpful is actually having the, the exact text there and talking people through it. So the original and and the replacement both have issues uh, yeah. in terms of how they speak about care and women and stuff like that. So the original article, I'll just, um, if you bear with me for a second, yep. I'll open it up here. Um, so Article 41.2 in its entirety talks about the family. Mm-hmm. And the first part of it is is what will be asked to change the definition of family. And it talks about uh, what they would like to do is add in and other durable relationships to the definition of family. So that's Article 41.1. And the whole article is entitled, in Irish, is entitled On Tyloch, the Family. So when we get then to Article 41.2, On Tyloch is still retained in the Irish version, but it's magically changed from meaning the home, the family to meaning the home in the English translation. Okay. But if you, if you read it with, as I've done, with a kind of an, 
a more of a Gaelgore hat on you, you see that it actually recognizes women's contributions to their families by their family life. So it says, um, "Are you fluent in Irish?" Yes. Oh, I'm jealous. I'm lear- I'm actually. How sad is this? I'm actually learning Irish. I, I know it's that's pathetic. Because not at all. Oh my it's, god, it's brilliant. It's because it's teach so badly in school. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and I'm just absolutely. I've reached 100%. that point. I'm ashamed that I can't speak my own language. So I'm, you know, going back. But anyway, sorry to de- derail you. No, <laughs> ditch, ditch the shame and embrace the learning. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, yes, and I, exactly. I, I could go on for hours about the Irish language as well, but I won't today. <laughs> but it, it does help when you realise that the Irish version of of the constitution is considered to be the original text and the English is a translation. And when there's a conflict, it's the Irish version that has supremacy. So Ah. if there's a difference in meaning, it's the Irish version that is considered to be the correct version. And in Article 41.2, I think this is quite important because it says in the English version, in particular, the state recognises that by her life within the home, Woman gives to the state a support without which the common good cannot be achieved. So it says that uh, Trina Sales said by her life within her family is how I would read that. And and okay. I, I even I surprised I surprised questioned one of my kids who they also speak Irish. And I was like, what do you think the word Tyloch means? <laughs> and they were all like, oh, yeah, like it's your family. Like, so it's not just me making this kind of assumption. Yeah, yeah. So it says that that by her life within her family, women give to the state as a support. It's it's valuable to the state and that although it's unpaid, it's very important for the whole of society. And the second part. So that's the kind of the recognition part, if you like. And the second part then talks about it says the state shall therefore endeavour to ensure that mothers shall not be obliged by economic necessity to engage in labour to the neglect of their duties in the home. So it's sort of saying that we recognise that it's very important and we wish to protect mothers from that economic pressure. So it doesn't say they may not work in the home or that we think they shouldn't go out to work. It just says if they feel that working outside the home would cause them to neglect their duties, then we should endeavour to ensure that that doesn't happen. Now, this has never been really formally tested. And one of the major issues we have with this is it is about to be. So it's there's a woman taking case at the moment, it's due to be heard in April in the Supreme Court. And she will be relying on this article in her bid to get full carer's allowance for her adult disabled child. So even knowing that they set the date of the 8th of March, which means should she be successful, no other mother would be able to rely on that outcome. That case law would be gone if we remove this article now so another reason to vote no is simply to wait and see what happens with that case because she would be saying this is important they'll be saying yes it is but in the meantime we'll have taken it out so no other mother would be able to rely on this and the Mm -hmm. other part of that is that through our equality legislation anything that mothers are offered under this provision would Mm -hmm. also apply to fathers who were in the same position so although it talks about mothers, it fathers couldn't be excluded on the basis of their sex from accessing supports that were deemed to be necessary under this clause, if you know what I mean. So it's a bit complicated. Uh, and it's, it's International so, Women's Day. They did yeah, they have it on yeah, like well, just the uh, you know, who do they think is going to be providing the childcare for all those closed polling I, schools I know, like with the polling yeah. stations? It's just a bit of an insult, really. But yeah. 
<laughs> all that aside, if you look at the Irish language again, I just want to go back to it. So it says her duty, the neglect of her duties in the home. But actually, the Irish says uh, the, it, the neglect of anulgish satilach. So again, it refers to the family. And dulgish is not like, it's not a job of work. It's not cleaning the floor. It's not the duties of like housework as such. It's okay. High level responsibility. So, like the Taoiseach would have Dulgish, he would have duties. You know, yeah. a nurse has Dulgish, she has responsibilities for her patients. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it's, again, it's that difference in, in interpretation. I, I suspect whoever wrote the English version in 1937 may have the sexist frame of mind. But if, <laughs> <laughs> if we look at the, the meaning of it, what it says is that parents, particularly mothers, like, shouldn't have to make that choice of choosing to work for economic reasons. And it's very valid at the moment because if 69% of women in the survey who are working mothers said mm. that they would prefer not to be working full-time, that they would prefer to be at home or, or full-time with their children. And so they are working for economic necessity. This states that the state should endeavour to ensure. Could they rely on that? It's never been tested. Yeah. So we don't know. Basically, the the sort of the feminist organisations have been fairly remiss because they've often dismissed this this particular clause as being somewhat restrictive on women. Mm-hmm. I with the deeper sort of with a deeper feminist analysis, you could see that actually it it is ennobling. It lifts up and it recognises that women and mothers do actually do a good for the whole of society. Like 98% of all care is done by women. 94% of stay-at-home parents are the mother. Mm. You know, women do 38 hours per week of housework. So to try and pretend that that's not the case and and that just by removing this, we'll suddenly magically be the best equal little nation in the country, in the world. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just disingenuous and it's sexist because it just, it is removing the recognition of what sex is actually doing that particular role of caring. Yeah. So, so for, so for many reasons, we might be the only sort of organization who's saying this. We don't find this clause to be sexist and we find it to be quite important. So other and, feminist organizations actually are voting yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they're That's saying that it's 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 regressive, it's restrictive, it states that a woman should stay at home and all, you know, that's their interpretation yeah. of it. Which Whereas Aris say. is saying, well, it's honest, it's yeah. accurate, and it offers something that could be used by women as protection. And you know, we can't deny the differences in who is actually doing the work in the home. That's yeah. sexist. Yeah. <laughs> if you you know what I mean. If you just try and pretend everything's equal, because even where all things equal, it's still women who become mothers. It's still women who go through pregnancy and birth, and who, if they breastfeed, breastfeed. But even if they're not breastfeeding, they're still feeding their infants. They're nurturing their infants. They're the most important person in that infant's life, and one of the strongest predictors of good mental health as an adult is the attachment you form as a baby. Firstly, with your mother and then secondly, with your father. So it is for the benefit of society. Even if we did 50-50 of everything, mothers are still very important and should be supported if they wish to be at home with their children for longer than the maternity leave 
allowances would give or worse like if you're an unemployed mother and you're claiming social welfare you have to start looking for work eight weeks after your infant is born so you know we're 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 moving away from the recognition that there is actually a difference between mothers and fathers, men and women. And that also, I think, should be resisted. This is the only mention of mothers in the Constitution. They want Are they to actually it. taken the word mother out? Well, that is that that's yeah. literally not in it because they were saying, oh, it's still yeah. you still have the same kind of thing. But I mean, that's kind of a thing really in modern society, though. They're kind of it's this new thing of like you can put on a, a wig and say you're a woman, you're automatically a woman. You're like, come on, yeah. man, you know, have <laughs> we reached that point? I mean, it's just daft, like, you know, it seems to be like that kind of, like, I mean, if Roderick O'Gorman is putting something in, I'm, I'm going to be against it because that guy's just a, a fool, like. He doesn't seem to have thought through very clearly what he... No. You know, how he's going to present this or, you know. No, it's so rushed. Why, he hasn't explained to me why why it's a good thing to me. Like I've been trying to, I've been listening to the to the yes votes, obviously to try and counter their yeah, argument. Me too. But all it seems to be is stories of people who felt this or thought that. But I haven't actually heard any meaningful change, any meaningful benefit that this will bring. When you compare that to the rights that were given by the repeal the eighth referendum, you know, or the marriage equality referendum or the divorce referendum, you know. That, that you could see in, in those referendums, you could see what the outcome was going to be, what the change was going to mean for society, and you could make your decision based on that information. Even, even for the repeal, we even had the heads of the bill, so we even knew what they were going to legislate for afterwards. <laughs> and for this one, we're being given the total runaround. They haven't released any of the information about what the change was. But even... You know, one of the interesting points about changing the word from mother to carer in in order to be gender neutral is that in a survey, well, number one, most carers are women. So it's kind of pointless. And in a survey, most carers prefer to be referred to by their relationship to the person they care for. They don't wish to be only so-and-so's carer. They wish to be referred to as their mother or or their daughter or their father or their husband or whatever it is. So the respondents of that survey said no to that language. And yet here it is in our proposed to be put into our constitution that remove the fact that they're nearly all women and, and mothers. We'll just ignore that. We put in this carer thing, which to be fair, like we could use we could use an amendment that recognized you know care care in society as being of value but not at the expense of what's already there and not the wording that they have proposed either. Well, it's so vague as well. Like durable relationship could mean anything <laughs> and it has so many connotations that like you can imagine the court cases they are going to be like, even yeah. with regards like to immigration, if someone comes here and, and they, what they view as a relationship is their whole extended family. Like what is, yeah. how does that work? You know, it's yeah. not just... And they're, I think they're deliberately being vague. You know, if you, if they actually said what a durable relationship was and defined it, people would be like, okay, but they're being vague and they're not defining anything. And I think that's probably on purpose. Well, it seems to be because some of the some of the proposed amendments, when they had the very rushed debate in the Dáil, mm-hmm. did want to put that kind of prescription into it to say, mm-hmm. oh, they're legally recognised relationships or something like yes. that. And th- and that was voted down by, on the government side. So they they stuck with this durable relationships and they haven't released the 
minutes of meetings within government departments where they discussed what the possible outcomes would be of this. So we can't vote on, we can't vote yes to something that we don't understand. People cannot consent to something that they don't have the full information for. That's a fundamental yeah. principle of consent. So we, we absolutely shouldn't vote yes for this, for that reason. You know, if we had the full details of what they suspected the outcomes would be, we still would be left with this situation where this could end up in court with somebody trying to pull a fast one on, you know, somebody they've fallen out with. Somebody could be in a, in a durable relationship with two adults, you know, and then they die. And what happens then? So it's very vague. And that our organization is well aware of what happens when those kind of language issues and those kind of vague laws become into place. It's part of the reason we were formed was to address yeah. this. kind of what happens when you introduce policies that appear to be inclusive, but you haven't fully worked out what's going to happen down the line for mm. this. For this reason, that's how come we have, you know, male sex offenders in women's prisons. That's how come we have sporting bodies allowing males to, to play in female sport. Nice. No, that's a, as an outcome of the poorly worded legislation. Yeah. So now they want to put poorly worded amendments into the actual constitution, which is way more difficult to get rid of. So, you know, that's that's for us is a major concern of of just really not so much that we we don't wish to recognize you know cohabiting couples or certain types of relationships but there's no boundary around this there's no right. end point and as somebody said you know you want to you want to know your business so if you enter into a marriage with with another adult you stand up well first of all you both go 3 months in advance to the registrar mm -hmm. you sign a piece of paper say we're intending to get married on this date you stand up in front of witnesses on that date and you declare that you're entering the, into a contract Without want to take away the romance from it from that point <laughs> on you yeah. are that person's spouse you are married to that person you have legal ob obligations and rights towards each other within that and it has an end point as well whereas a durable relationship one person could think they started a durable relationship six months down into a relationship and the other person could think they never started one and so yeah. who's in the right in that situation and how does it affect like say you say you one person has more wealth than the other yeah. And then someone said they break up and they're like, well, we were only dating two years. Like, well, you were in a dual relationship. So if, that's, yeah. if that yeah. is as important as marriage, then legally they can bring them to court. And then it's up to a judge to decide what he thinks. And, yeah. and judges in Ireland are, Jesus, I don't know, they're moronic at this stage. You know what <laughs> I mean? Especially when you like see the, like, uh, uh, the way the women are treated in courts, mm -hmm. like you see, like these guys that you know might uh, uh, sexually abuse a woman or something like that, and they get like three years in jail. You're like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. It's just nonsense. So to to let them decide what anything is is dangerous ground too. Well, it means that the decision has been taken away from us as Irish people. Mm -hmm. So it's entirely discretionary, and somebody and once it's decided, it that becomes case law. So then. Other people could could use those kind of judgments as well, and and it just gets very muddy. Now I'm not a legal expert, yeah. but our founder Elisha is, but I'm not, so I'm not going to go too hard into the into the sort of the legal implications. But I think yeah. really what what's coming out of this is 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 very very well respected legal minds are very concerned about that wording, and that concerns me. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and so for that reason people. our organization is well aware of sort of unintended consequences of trying to be really inclusive. And 
for me personally, I would respect their opinions that this this is just not good enough wording. Um, so, and then a lot of people on the street that we're talking to as well are extremely confused. Like, um, you know, I remember sort of canvassing for other referendum and people would not, like, they might want you to convince you, convince them of your side, mm-hmm. but but really they knew what the issue was. They knew what they were being asked for. You Are you for and against abortion? Are you for and against divorce? Are you for and against same-sex marriage? You know, they knew what they were, what they were being asked to decide on. Yeah. And then all your job was to just put forward your case, mm-hmm. right? Whereas in this one, you're st- you know, you're standing on the street and people are coming over going, can you explain this to me? Well, first of all, <laughs> for the first three weeks, they were like, what referendum? So we seem to have moved from yes. least, what referendum to yeah. like, what is, you know, can you explain this? And so we're left in the position of of kind of obviously campaigning for no votes, like we have it on our on our leaflets and stuff. So we're not mm-hmm. hiding that we're a no vote group, but we're we're trying to offer also unbiased information to people so that they can at least begin to understand what they're being asked to do before they before we go into like why we think it should vote no, you know, and it's mm-hmm. it's it, that to me just is so insulting to the Irish people. The process is there for a reason. There should have been a longer time, you know, the pre-legislative scrutiny, pre-legislative scrutiny where they're supposed to look at all the implications and release that wasn't mm-hmm. done. The debates in the Dáil were cut short. The debates in the Shannon were cut short, and the time frame between the final wording. And the actual date of the referendum was so short that the election commission couldn't get the leaflets out until two weeks in advance. So the whole thing has been set up like charitably a little bit haphazardly. If you, yeah, you know. yeah. It, it, it's, it's purposely done. Like. You, you, well, I wouldn't like to speculate on why they did it that way because I'm not, you know, privy to that information. But yeah. it, at, at the very least, it's unprofessionally done you know there's skipped steps they've rushed the whole process haven't given enough time for debate all that kind of stuff you can't argue with that the reasons why they did that i don't know um Mm. but it makes me it makes me worry (laughs) yeah i've met so many people who like you talk to and they're like i have no clue what this means they're like what does it mean and you're like you know they're like what's a durable relationship and and, and you and i have to go well i don't really know either because they yeah. did there's no definition of it you know there's nothing of it so it's a it's like and there's a certain amount of kind of i've seen in the media like kind of demonization of anyone that's about no it's like oh yeah. well they're just conspiracy theory far right kind of thing that usual nonsense that you get into you're yeah, like yeah, come on yeah. you know which is just yeah. at this oh, somebody so how uh, who was it I wish I could remember who the article was, but they 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 basically said, "Oh, it's all the usual suspects throwing around all the usual red herrings," but they never actually refuted any of those red herrings <laughs> yeah. that we're talking about. Like yeah. to me, you know, if somebody makes an argument, you refute it. You don't just say, "Oh, that's not true." Like you don't just say, "Oh, that's a red herring." I'm not even going to go there, you know. And we're not the usual suspects. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Like there's a there's a huge range of people all saying no to this who you know would have been deemed to be progressive like Brenda Power on the radio the other day being accused by um by um what's his name from the election oh, damn Thomas Byrne I think his name is um who you know is saying that she had campaigned against the last two and she 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 hadn't <laughs> you know it was completely untrue he yeah. was he was attempting to smear her as being unprogressive for some reason when 
he had no evidence for that and he was wrong it was not true so you know their their attempt to sort of shut down discussion and smear those of us against this as sort of being somehow like you know conservative catholic throwbacks is really insulting yeah the religious thing is always is always yeah. thrown out and you as you said you're not a religious organization but that's oh. always the kind of they have their little bullet points of like to, you have this and this and then you're like Come yeah. on. humans yeah. are a bit more nuanced than that i would hope you know yeah, but, I hope uh, so. I hope so. Um, I just wanted to touch on the on the replacement yeah, yeah. article, if you don't mind. But I know we yeah. kind of skip forward to the durable relationships bit there. But yeah. the, Sorry, the, I, there's I, a number of issues with the with the proposed replacement article as well, which okay. have led people who kind of don't really like the mother the mother's part, but are so against the carers part that they're going to vote no. You know what I mean? So so you kind of have to take it as two. So we're saying well. The part that recognizes women is important to be retained but also if you if you look at the part about care hmm. that also is wholly inadequate completely and utterly inadequate the wording of it says so the state recognizes that that the provision of care by members of a family among one another by reason sorry to one another by reason of the bonds that exist among them gives to society the same wording a sport without which the common good cannot be achieved and shall strive to support such provision so it's very limited in its um, promise. It's very limited in who it names. It only talks about care between family members to one another. Right. So no recognition that care should be located in a community, should be maybe decided upon by the person who's cared for. No recognition of the rights of disabled people to choose independent living, for example, and all responsibility pushed back to the family, which I don't know if you've had somebody in your family who required care or not, but it is mm. difficult yeah. to get any kind of supports and any kind of respite and any kind of proper services for them. So to imagine that they thought they were doing a good thing for those families by recognizing that care and yet failing to give any extra rights and the strive to support such provision is weaker uh, than endeavor to ensure in the original. Right. So strive to support sure anyone can try like <laughs> failing. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. so strive to support, but the only care they're striving to support is care between family members. They haven't enunciated anything about the rights of disabled people. And the same government who've done that with this wording have failed to ratify the UN Convention on the Persons of Rights with Disabilities, which would give rights in terms of choosing independent living and your own voice in your care. They failed to ratify Senator Tom Clonan's um, disability rights bill last year. So they've shown us that they don't care about disabled people, that they want the families to be wholly responsible for them. So they have no say, a disabled person, basically. Is that what this kind of saying? You no, know, like, like every adult has a right, has certain rights. Yeah. Yeah. But but the dis- disability activists would say that that the right to to independent living and to have that supported is very important. Mm-hmm. And so, and I would agree with that, absolutely. But that's not enunciated anywhere in Irish law or in the constitution. Okay, I get you. So it's not a, so although it sort of exists in terms of, you know, some policy somewhere, it's not enforceable and mm. it isn't, it isn't recognized sort of in terms of a rights-based approach. Right. So would so disabled it, people be worse off under this bill or would it be the same or would it be, is it, how much of a difference is it? 
I say it makes no difference to them. Okay, and that's probably the issue. It's actually not helping them in any way. Yeah. So they were so so the citizens' assembly wanted care within the community be, to be recognised and the rights okay. of disabled people. I think as well. Um, but because the care within the community isn't recognised, so all that's recognised is care between family members, and that wow. is very limited. And the other point about that is it's sort of it's very patriarchal and it's it's very patronizing because what they're doing by removing the article that talks about motherhood, they mm-hmm. are equating, you know, parenting your children, raising your children with care of disabled adults. Which it's totally different, like okay. your elderly mother is not the same as your four year old child. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and parenting yeah, yeah. your your children is about preparing them for the world and bringing them up and 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 you know looking after them. And yes, you may end up being a carer for a disabled child. That does happen. But mm-hmm. in the main, it's it's a different type of relationship that you have. Whereas when you're caring for, say, an elderly relative or somebody with a, with a disability, whether that's physical or intellectual, mm-hmm. you know, that's an adult that you're that you're caring for with a different type of relationship. And to equate the two of them is very patronizing. Mm-hmm. Um, on adults, you know. So to me, it's erasing the fact that it's mothers who do most of the work and care and women, and it's patronising to disabled people. And then it's it's kind of only acknowledging this very limited type of care between family members. So it's wholly inadequate. And you know, from for me, there's so many reasons to vote no, and I have yet to be to even see an argument that I would need to refute from the yes side to be honest you know you know I like to know what people are saying but all they're saying is oh yeah. no that's not true oh no yeah, it's good to look it's at things like different points of view you have to, you can't just be in your own bubble and I've looked at loads of the yes thing and yeah. they don't really say much they don't actually like they they don't when people like challenge it they don't actually challenge anything back they just go well you should vote for it kind of type thing you're like well why yeah (laughs) why kind of yeah so it's so what struck me what struck me about that it was exactly the same thing was it's it's very emotive what they're doing and what they're promoting so they're pushing out say somebody with a disabled child who's saying i'm voting yes because i'm a carer and recognize me or they're pushing out somebody who Mm -hmm. says oh i'm a woman and i hate this article it's sexist or I'm a, I'm a single parent and I'm not recognised in the family thing. And, well, that's not true, actually. But anyway, that's beside the point. But so they're using the stories of people to promote a yes vote in a similar mm-hmm. way to happened in the last, at least the last two referendums that I remember where, where you know, they were the marriage equality and repeal the eighth, where, where the stories became very important. But the stories had some foundation. Like there's yeah. some, there was, there was something that, if we change the constitution, this person's life would be different. So somebody was saying, if I had access to, say, termination pregnancy for fatal fetal abnormality, you know, my life would have been different. Or mm-hmm. if I was able to marry a, a partner of the same sex, my life would be different. If you give me these rights, my life will be different. Whereas this is like going, I don't like the, what it says. Please take it out. Kind mm-hmm. of... Yeah. You know, and and but there's no your life won't be different if you take it out. Nothing's yeah. different. Yeah, I'm just wondering what it like. It's kind. It's it's strange. Like what what's automatically going to happen for women when they do this? I'm just wondering. Like it, it it's it's kind of like they're it's like 
the way they're worded um, is like women are oppressed because of this and yeah. then like all the inequality like, is going to magically m- yeah. disappear <laughs> and on March the 9th we'll be sharing everything equally with our uh, husbands and with the men in our lives and, and all that that we, all that extra housework that we do and all the extra <laughs> caring hours will magically disappear because we no longer have this clause in the constitution like you know yeah. it's 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 pie in the sky it's it's they 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 this looks bad on paper uh bodies like cedar have have said they think this is sexist it should be removed and so that's what the government decided is important here so rather than re- sort of address inequality in between parents or between men and women, they are removing reference to the inequality and going to pretend it doesn't exist, I presume, like and say, aren't we all so progressive and wonderful? Like we've removed all this inequality from our constitution. Right. <laughs> right. But like nothing will change. Yeah, well it's like it's like a very great thing for them to look like they're doing in, for yeah. for Europe. You know, it's like, look what we're doing. We're the yeah. first to do, th- like the Irish government love to be the first to do everything. You know, like, yeah. I don't know, people can kind of see past it now. I think, I think people are, I, I just don't know what people will, I think people will vote yes. I, I just, I just think it's so vague and it's so, it's been so rushed. Like it's two weeks away. Yeah. Like, it's two weeks away and I'm, yeah. a lot of people mightn't even know about it. You know, yeah. it's just one of those things and, I don't know. I don't know. I I I I just find it's very it's very purposely done what they've done of of rushing it and the the vagueness of it and just everything and it just yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure. Do you, do you think do you think it'll pass? I wouldn't like to I wouldn't like to put money on it now if I'm honest. Um it's very difficult to know because when you're when you're when you're out canvassing yeah, yeah. you're meeting people who want to talk to you. So mm-hmm. Presumably the people who are voting yes have already decided this. Occasionally they'll walk past and say, oh, no, I'm voting yes or whatever. But but rarely, um, usually. So a lot of people are, igno- you know, not like that. Some people who just ignore you, but a lot of people just aren't engaging with you on the street. Mm. But most of the people we speak to are either have already decided and they just come over to tell us that they're voting no. Okay. Um, or they have not decided and, and they're taking in the information. So... There's a lot of undecided voters out there, um, it's and it's difficult for us on the no side. It's difficult for us because we don't have any party funding, or you know, we're not an NGO, so we're not able to use the paid staff or whatever to go and spread the message. Like we saw that you know the National Women's Council are able to go into universities as part of kind of open days and set up a stall saying why, what, telling everyone why they should vote yes, but we yeah. don't have those resources. And nobody really on the no side has those resources, so it's very unequal in the fight. You know, the fight against it is very unequal. We're relying on people to, to sort of spread the word and and to sort of use their own judgment. Which mm-hmm. it, it's surprising the amount of people who approached us on the street who were who had done that. You know, they said they hadn't heard very much about it, but they didn't like it. You know, right. um, or that they'd read the booklet and they and they didn't want the changes or whatever. So there was there was there is definitely a move among ordinary people on the street like that you would just meet to tend towards a no but it's very hard to know because we're only seeing one side of it you yeah. know what I mean? we're seeing the people we know it's an echo chamber and you have to be very careful of that and right. like those who are voting yes kind of they don't really want to stop and talk to you because they've already decided you know 
Yeah, yeah, and th- there's a there's a certain dismissiveness with kind of that I've noticed too. Of like, you know, oh, they're voting no, so they're clearly like the the they're like, our enemies almost. Like you you can you can disagree with someone in life and yeah. not, but unfortunately, we've reached that kind of we've kind of imported those American style politics of uh, you're on one side and you're on one yeah. side. There's no nuance anymore. And when I was growing up. I don't think I ever heard that left-right thing until I was like twenty-something. Like that, I I never grew up and people going saying I'm right wing or left wing. It was like just like some things you yeah. agreed with someone with, and some people you didn't agree with them with. And you know, we've we've yeah. kind yeah. of reached that idiotic point I think in life where people are just so divided on everything, and you kind of need to be I like it's oh. very it's very tribal. Like like if you're yes. in this, if you're if you if you're on this tribe, then you have to agree with them on everything. And as soon as you yeah. disagree with them on one thing, you're out. Yeah, and it's a lot weird. of us in our organization are are those kind of lost middle, I would say. So not particularly right or left wing. You yeah, know, yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of people who think deeply about stuff and like to listen to different points of view and come up with their own conclusion. And 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 a lot of people, a lot of people that we speak to, me included, feel very abandoned by almost all the political parties. Mm-hmm. I'd say with the exception of Aintu, who, you know, are do seem to have that level of being able to uh, agree and disagree on different principles right. and, uh, and uh, engage in debates on really the more intellectual level. But the rest of the political parties, as soon as they think something is progressive, they're all for it. They don't want to talk to you about why you think it might not be progressive. Like the same with the with with sort of the gender ideology and women's rights clash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, they have decided that this is progressive and they will not listen to us. And we've been abandoned by all of them in yeah. terms of, you know, their fear of going against progress. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I had a tra- yeah. transgender person on the on the podcast and a lovely person. But I, 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 but I don't think what people realize is no one... Most people do not have an issue with trans people. They don't have an issue with yeah. trans people. What people have an issue with is some lad one day deciding he wants to compete in a woman's event and he identifies as a woman and he can event uh, go into the event. Like, that's just nonsense. And yeah. the fact that when you say that, then that's called out as being uh, transphobic is just like... Yeah. It's just stupid as well. Like, you know, like the whole Are... thing, even with the whole thing with, with uh, J.K. Rowling, how people... Yeah jumped on her you're like calling her a yeah. turf and these awful stuff like these people who were supposed to be all about love and care and they said the most <laughs> horrendous things to this woman and you're like do, do you know what irony is there you know so yeah. the, the, it's just that kind of stuff like I, I you know i'm sure you've got pushback from opinions to do with that kind of uh subject matter oh of course yeah yeah of course but to me it's like i i respect anybody's right to hold an opinion that's different to mine Mm-hmm. But I do not respect somebody who dictates to me what kind of opinion I must hold or I what kind you, of language yeah. I must use or mm-hmm. or how I must use my energy and time. So yeah. my energy and time always has been around women's rights and children's rights. You know, my my whole sort of adult life has been around that. How How do things impact women? So if I'm saying it impacts women very negatively when you say that that a man can change his sex, so, so the man who's declared a transgender identity, for all intents and purposes, now is the same sex as me. I reject that, mm-hmm. and I fully believe I'm entitled to hold that opinion. Like they are entitled to believe what they want to believe. Exactly, but if they yeah. say to me, "You may not even argue your point in public," 
we like for example the national women's council writing writing to writing that open letter to deny representation to women with views like mine amnesty international signed it wow. so oh. so so they they were saying not only were they saying we disagree with these people they were saying those people hold views so awful that they should not even be allowed on the radio on the television or have political representation and that to me is extremely threatening to democracy so i will never say to somebody you're not allowed to think what you think i'll say to you this is why i think what i think yeah <laughs> and if you agree or disagree that's fine but the fact that we are called transphobic for standing up for women's rights mm-hmm. shows very clearly that there's a clash of rights here it shows very clearly that there are competing interests that need to be discussed so mm-hmm. my stand up and say i don't believe any male should be allowed in my changing rooms and then i'm called transphobic Right. So that shows that there's a conflict of rights here and it needs to be discussed civilly out in public. You know, people are entitled to disagree. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah, will stand yeah, over my position. I have many reasons for it. I can defend yeah. it. I'm not afraid of, the, of it. I don't like being screamed at in the street for standing up and saying that I think, you know, men can't be women. Um, But I, I would not stand in the street and scream at somebody who said they think that, that they can yeah, well, the issue is that you can't, I, I think the problem is that you can't actually have a conversation about it. Yeah. No matter if you're right or wrong or whatever, the fact that there's no conversation to be had, and I think that's the problem in a lot of modern day society. It's like, you you can't have that opinion, but not, you can't even discuss that opinion. Like, there's no yeah. room for discussion, which is so draconian in so many ways. Like, it's just... Um, like even even the Irish government trying to put in hate speech laws and you're like, mm-hmm. well, what is hate? Like they don't define anything. Like nothing's ever defined. And the vagueness... It's all based is, on feelings. So the definition yeah. of a woman or a man is based on an internal feeling, not a, not a fact. Definition of hate is not defined. It's based on what somebody perceives to be hatred. Yeah. The definition yeah. of a durable relationship is not defined. It's based on what somebody perceives to be durable. You know, yeah. Rather than than relying on, you know, empirical evidence, sort of good case law, actual laws, you know, those kind of things, we're we're being sold that feelings are the most important part of it. And like, I don't want to I don't want to kind of tell anyone their feelings aren't aren't important, but they're often not real, you know, (laughs) like like I don't you know what I mean? Like, are they passing? They're transient. Yeah. You can, your anger could be very real in the moment, but it might be totally unjustified when you've heard the whole story. You know what I mean? Like you might feel that somebody has slighted you and they maybe just have ADHD and forgot you existed for three weeks. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. Your feelings are not the to- the totality of existence. Yeah, because you can perceive certain that... things. You could go, oh, I think that person's angry at me and they could be just having a bad day and it's nothing to do with you. And you're kind of like, yeah. well, they're just, you know, and that's the thing. The referendum that, that they've put out now, like their wording of it in, in, in Irish, is it the same as actually, is it, how close is it to the English? Because you were saying the original Irish is quite different than the, the English back in the, when they originally wrote that. It's fairly, it's fairly similar. It is okay. Um, yeah, okay. it's fairly similar because it talks about it, it uses Tyloch in terms of family again. So it's kind of gone back to that meaning of it. Um so this the the proposed article talks about the provision of care by members of a family. So it's wheeled in Tyloch, so it's members of, of a family rather than in the home. Okay. Um, so it's relatively similar. 
Um, some of the wording is slightly different, but it kind of means it basically means the same thing. Like they, they have this word. Um, but I looked up and I couldn't find it in the in the online dictionaries. But it's it's based on the word dreamer, which is ladder. So it's like we're we're striving to. It's like we're we're climbing towards. Let's say. Okay. So it's kind of, but it, but it's it, it's it's there's nothing in it that would I think cause a direct conflict. Okay. You know? Okay. You know, I was thinking, I know I'm going a bit off topic here, but with Irish, I think the best way to get people to learn Irish would be to make it the highest point in the Leaving Cert. And then people <laughs> actually would, because then, you know, like people would have an incentive to learn it properly. Because when I was in school, it was to- so badly taught. It's still terribly taught. Like my children went, this is totally off topic now, but I, I literally could talk about the Irish language for hours. Great, um, me too. The way it's taught <laughs> in schools, like, so my children went to a grade school and I was like, I speak I speak Irish now. I'm not great at speaking it at home because my husband doesn't. So I find that to be a bit awkward. But anyway, so they went, so they learned Irish as they were growing up. They spoke mm-hmm. it as, as a spoken language. They did art. They did music. They, you know, learned poems and played with each other, played games, all that kind of stuff. And they learned to read and write as they went along. Whereas in, in another primary school that's English, they don't do really any of that stuff. And then suddenly they have to start learning spellings. Yeah, so they can't even put them into a yeah. sentence. They don't know what it means. Like, so they're trying to learn to read and write a language that they have no con- they have no spoken concept of, and they never use outside of those thirty minutes a day. Like, it's so harmful to the language. Yeah. If you ask me, if if you if I was in charge of the curriculum, they wouldn't learn any reading or writing in Irish in an English speaking school until they were maybe fourth or fifth class. Everything would be it's playtime. It's singing time, it's poetry, you know, it's dancing, it's it's fun. Irish would be the funnest lesson in the entire curriculum. They would love Irish because it would be the time that they get to move around, play with their friends, do all that kind of stuff. And then maybe begin to start writing if, you know, when much later. And the same with like, and then they go into junior search and the kids have been to grade school and are destroyed by the junior search. It's horrendous. Like, it's awful. They hate it. The way that it's again, it's this focus. So they're they're these are kids who can speak relatively well. It's not their first language, but they're pretty good. And then every time they write their own thoughts, they get docked marks for misspelling or a slight grammar really? error here. So you've the kids who are really good at memorizing like all the correct answers will get yeah. A's, and the kids who can actually compose their own answers in their heads will be getting B's and C's or whatever they're called these days. So mad. Because they've no they they don't need to learn them off, so they get so they make little mistakes when they're writing, and then they get oh, docked for the mistakes that that they right. make in their grammar and spelling, even though they're perfectly fluent in the language and can sit down and have a chat. And I know, you know, they're the yeah. only ones in the class who can hold a conversation. They're still not. They're still punished for the fact that they're they're making mistakes with the grammar. Like it's just, it just kills them. Like, yeah, especially the junior search. The leaving search is a little bit better, but not much. It's. I think it should be compulsory, absolutely, but I I hate the way it's taught. <laughs> really yeah, do. but it's so bad. Like, I'd say my Irish was as bad as it was when I was in, like, primary school. As to, Like, the, 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 what they teach <laughs> from primary to when you finish is you're not even that much. Like, it's no. basic, like, Shkamaluk, Milchon, like, all this, yeah. like, just... Yeah. And there's no yeah. um, impetus to try and make people, like... You know, they should focus on like Irish culture too and talk about yeah. stuff like that, but they don't focus on that any at all. And then you have Egypt, like Ivan Yates on TV the other saying talking shit about Ireland. I was like, dude, I yeah. was like, yeah. I was so angry when I seen that. I was like, bro, I was raging. Yeah, I was, I was angry. Absolutely raging. Yeah, yeah so insulting. 
Yeah. You know, you see people who claim to be like they're proudly Irish, but yet they're perfectly happy to dump all over the language. Like, I understand people being very angry with the way that it's taught. And I understand that people find it very difficult to learn because it mm. isn't taught well. I get mm. that. But but to say that it has no value to us when it's the totality of our cultural memory is just wrong. You know, like yeah. I was yeah. saying about the difference between Tyloch and home, like those things, there are things in it where when you understand the context and the meaning of things in the Irish language, mm-hmm. it gives you a deeper understanding to where you came from. Like, why is Antishach called Antishach? Do you know what I mean? Why do we have a Thonistan? here yeah. you know that kind of stuff like i mean you look into the deeper meaning of even your own surname can have a meaning you know where did that come from like those kind of things bring it alive like yeah and really important it's a really important part of our history and our culture and yet you have people like ivan yates and the guy shaking his hand like saying it was totally oh, that dude that so dude ignorant and the two like the two women just sitting there like like he was just describing how she's raising her children in this language and he just thought it was fine to just dump all over it like it was horrible it was just such a horrible piece of broadcasting that yeah was so, it was, it was oh. truly shocking I was like dude yeah. come on but I, I've noticed a lot of more people now are actually kind of whether it's just the kind of erosion of Irish culture in Ireland I think a lot more people are actually going back and you know I actually want to learn Irish now and I actually want to do it like you know it's, like I know I'm doing it you know and yeah, my yeah. one of my friends is doing it and I think my mother's going doing it but just it's it, it's like a kind of thing of like we should know our own language like we really should I know it's not spoken every day and, and like you know but we should know it like when I was in yeah. Wales there was people walking around speaking Welsh and I thought oh, it, was, it was lovely it yeah was I was lovely saying to hear. we were in Wales yeah. yeah yeah it was just yeah. lovely I know it's not yeah. South Wales they don't do but up north when I was in Port Murray and a place like that they were like just speaking Welsh I was like oh yeah. that's class you know and yeah. I think they've only got like 250 words in Welsh there's not that many words you know they'll still put in and they'll anglicized word in there yeah, like that. but yeah. it's just just yeah. sweet to hear and I think we should we should you know I don't know yeah. we should but there's great initiatives you know little pop-up around the place and um Kirkle Cura that Cora there were like conversational circles and things like that okay. that, that, that just kind of bring you out of your shell a little bit and and stop that kind of like if I'm not perfect I'm not opening my mouth kind of thing like you know what yeah. I mean and just Become comfortable with the sound of it coming out of your mouth. Like, you know? what, so what, what would be your advice to like learn it in like properly? Like, listen, speak, try, have mm. a point. Like, my husband becomes twice as fluent as soon as he has <laughs> a point because he's not in his own head anymore. Right. So he's a little bit less coherent after a few, but you know, but like, say if he was around my family and uh, you know, we'd be just doing different bits and pieces where Irish was the language being spoken he would initially be very kind of caught up and and a little bit anxious about getting things wrong and then after just relaxing for a while he'd be much happier just being exposed to it hearing it in in a living way is really important like you know tune into the radio Watch TG Cahar is very. I watch TG. I watch TG Cahar programs as well. Like, yeah, so some yeah. stuff is really interesting as well. They do some great programs, TG Cahar. Yeah, yeah. Golden yeah. Girls is on there too the odd time. What? <laughs> you yeah. get the Golden Girls. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah, Ask Well, yeah. Do great stuff like you know, they yeah. listen, like you can even listen to a match, like and see if you can pick out the same words over and over. What did that word mean? You know, if you're watching, say like I, I, I love to watch the ladies' Gaelic football and the camogie. You know, and they're often they're only on TG Car. So like my husband now is like he'll be he'll know what the 
words are now for you know it's there for real or or it's whatever like the the yeah the, the technical terms that the referee that the commentators are using like he picked them up it's a bit like i find it very <laughs> funny because i forget that he doesn't know what they're saying yeah so funny i'd be like chuckling away and he's like are you gonna share or what's happening here? You know, I'll be like, "Oh yeah, that was funny." Or did we talking about so and so's dad down the road? You know, when they fill in, yeah. would you just get used to it? And yeah. the musicality of it. My my dad, um, my dad was a, a very fluent. Like he was a translator, extremely high level of oh, Gaelic. Wow. Like worked all his life through Irish mostly, but he also used to teach sometimes. And his best his method of teaching was literally just bring his guitar in and start learning songs so if you're musical because that the musicality of it makes the pronunciation easier you listen to a song and sing along with a good singer yeah you will pick up the words that they're singing and the the pronunciation will be easier you'll find your easier to get your mouth around the the phrases and the words and you know if you have kids or nieces and nephews or whatever like learn them little songs that they can sing Ask Gael get like really simple ones, right. but just you know, head, shoulders, knees, and toes, and that kind of crack. Like and yeah, it, just, yeah. it just takes away that tension that you have. I'm not saying you have it, but most people I know who are learners are tense because yeah. of, like it's 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 that thing of it's the fear because the only time you learned it or heard it was when you were tense. Like yeah, and it's weird to be learning a language that is your country's language and you can't speak it and you're living yeah. in your own country. It's yeah. I don't know of any other country of, I know you could say probably Wales too, but I mean, yeah. but they're more, they're way more fluent speakers than we do. But I mean, yeah. it's a quite yeah. a strange thing to be learning a language that should be your language. I find it like, you know, it's just, it's, uh, yeah. It's, I never really strange. thought about it like that. This 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 podcast will literally have to be two different podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come back and you can talk about Irish sometime because I, I like it's um. But it, it, like honestly, I think it's brilliant that you're learning and any bit of any bit of learning, you'll you know, it'll benefit you because your brain yeah. expands as you do it. So yeah, yeah, it well, really is sort of. But but it's that tension. It's it's finding ways of removing that tension. It's just the way yeah. to go because, like, you can't learn if you're if you're wound up about it. You know, mm, I just mm, can't like, mm. and they're like, I mean, if you've loads of money, there's brilliant courses out there. You know, there's adult residential courses, weekend courses, week long courses, different levels you'll find in different organizations and stuff that they'll do for adults. Like, so, you know, there right. are things out there, but it, but it's just a case of finding them. To me, I think the most important thing is absorbing it, hearing it, and then eventually letting it come out. Yeah, it's weird like when you watch TG Carr and you just like watch and even kind of like, you know, I could be sitting there with my guitar and I do play the TV. I watched, I do always have the TV on, I'll be doing something and you kind of will, after like a few weeks, you've there's certain things you've picked up on, like, you know, just it, it's kind of ruminating through your brain. You're like, oh, I kind of get that and I kind of get that. And it's yeah, just, because yeah, like, at yeah. the start, they're like, whoa, they're going very quick for me. I don't know what yeah. to say. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's just to yeah. kind of. And then you re- remember stuff from when you were a kid. You're like, oh, I kind of remember that, and I remember that. So it's just, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. We, yeah, yeah. But it's in anyways. there. It just, it just needs yeah. space. Yeah, it's, it's it's not not much in there, but it's. <laughs> I need to put a lot more in there. <laughs> That's the thing. But yeah. um, yeah. anyways, anyways, you got sidetracked. But uh, before I let you go, um, so what would you say to people why they should vote no? Okay, so on on the first 
the first one you're going to be asked for is the 39th Amendment, which is the insertion of the words and other durable relationships mm-hmm. after uh, marriage and the removal of, um, I can't remember what, no, sorry. So the change, the change in the definition of family. I would say for this one, we do not have the information needed to make this decision. You okay. cannot make informed decisions in the absence of all information. It's impossible. So for that reason, vote no. They can try again. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the second, you know, it's important it's important to acknowledge that women and mothers do give to the state a support without which the common good cannot be achieved. That is a fact. It is a fact that women do all that work and it should be recognised. And their protection in this constitution should not be removed. So one, vote no to retain the wording and vote no because the carer's amendment that they have proposed is wholly inadequate and it'll be impossible to get any change. It takes a generation to change a poorly worded amendment to the constitution. Mm-hmm. We can't mm-hmm. put it in there in the first place. So for that reason, vote no to the second as well. Okay. Well, I Source, thanks so much for doing this. I know we went off on a tangent on Irish, but it was a good tangent. You, know, you got me tangent. on my special interest, Dad. Yeah, there you go. You know, if you ever go on Mastermind, you know, I, know. <laughs> I definitely like, wouldn't be able to stick to the topic anyway. That's my problem. <laughs> I will. I thanks very much for doing this. No, I really appreciate pleasure. your time and um, have a lovely okay. day. Oh, you too. <laughs> thanks.